0: The Weekly Drop Podcast, your place for a recap of the biggest news in nerd media and gaming for the past week. As for myself, I'm your host, Kyle Yett, a lifelong video game player, a connoisseur in the radio voiceover industry, and as for my co-host with me, I have Kevin LeClear, if you want to introduce yourself, Kevin.
1: Hello, hello. Uh, I'm a streamer, usually. Um, I usually play a lot of games on PC, and uh, yeah, that's about it day to day.
0: Okay, and where can people find you on stream, Kevin?
1: Uh, You can find me on uh, twitch.com slash LeClaire. I am also on Twitter. I'm on Instagram, all the different things.
0: All right, awesome. And also joining us today is Mark Nikoloff. Mark, if you want to introduce yourself for us. What's
2: up? My name is Mark. I also play games from time to time. I am mainly more here as the film guy. I've been watching movies incessantly ever since I was 10 years old I have been involved in various very small film productions and uh, I have a terrible YouTube channel where I put together badly edited meme videos
0: all right is there anything you want to plug for us mark
2: uh, you can check out my YouTube channel at uh
0: Marcus with four S's okay and on this week's episode of the Weekly Drop, we're going to be talking about various different topics. Mainly, we're going to be talking about the upcoming November games, all of our thoughts on that, all of our predictions, what we think might come from those, and any anything in between. We're also going to be talking about the new Mandalorian episode, our thoughts on that as well, um, and much, much more like our failed drop and the big drop of the week. So stay tuned for that. And let's get into the drop. Alright guys, welcome to the Gaming Drop. This section of the podcast is all about any of the big news related to gaming. Such as an update to a specific game, a new game coming out, or anything in the genre of gaming. Specifically this week we're talking about our thoughts on some of the upcoming November releases. November seems to be a big month for the gaming industry. Um, with a plethora of other games. Mainly today though, I've brought up five different ones that I think uh, I think we should be talking about. So I'll just list those for you guys and we can go down the order um, of our own thoughts. So first up we got Destiny 2 beyond light. obviously, I'm sure you have a lot a lot of thoughts on that Kevin and we'll come back to that one first. Next up we also got new Call of Duty Call of Duty Cold War. after that, Assassin Creed Valhalla, then Demon Souls, and finishing off Marvel's new Spider-Man game, Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales. So, jumping right into Destiny Beyond Light, Kevin, how do you feel about going into the expansion week?
1: Uh, I feel pretty good. Uh, a lot of the stuff they've shown looks pretty fun. It's going to bring a lot of players back, kind of fill up the player base. It's going to add a lot of new content. Uh, it's going to pull a lot of streamers back into the game. And so the whole focus is partial on that. And for
0: and for anybody who might not know what Beyond Light is, how would you how would you want to summarize that?
1: Uh, Beyond Light would be a new expansion. Like, uh, it's just an expanding on the base story. Uh, it's adding a bunch of new things for the game. It's a first-person shooter, so you get new guns. You have new abilities that you can use. And so it's kind of all bringing together. And then. You know, expanding on the new story, which is beyond light, which is something with new thing called stasis, which is ice, and so yeah, it's gonna be kind of fun. Yeah,
0: and the how are you feeling about stasis going into like PVP, PVE? How do you think that's gonna change up things? Uh, I think
1: well, stasis is a freezing super, and so when you bring types of ice or freezing mechanics into the game, it kind of slows everything down. Which I think might actually be pretty good. It's gonna kinda ground people, make people switch up how they play, and add new playstyles, gonna highlight some people. So I think it's gonna be fun.
0: I don't know. I feel, I feel like more people are wanting to to move quicker though. And I. I know in my experiences, um so many people are moving faster. And I, I really don't know how adding crowd control into a game like that's gonna really play out.
1: I mean previously there's been go fast updates where you know they increase like the movement speed on people, the kill times. I feel like it's actually going to be beneficial. Currently right now it's pretty pretty quick, uh, there's a lot of special kills which are just one shots and they're kind of controlling so it'd be nice to see a little mix up, more primary game.
0: Yeah, I'm more curious how they're going to make it feel when you are like locked in stasis I know like in any game, that's a really big thing is when you're crowd-controlled, you have to make it feel okay. Like if yeah. you're playing something like Overwatch and you're just stunned for five minutes and then you just die immediately, like that does not feel great.
1: Yeah, I was I was talking to some people about that and I, I feel they'll add some type of way that you might be frozen and locked in place, but you can still look around or shoot, hopefully, because no one likes being frozen instantly die and then it's just a repeat again and again
0: so i really wanna i really wanna see how they end up doing that uh mark you've been playing overwatch recently how do you how do you feel about like cc and games right now or specifically in overwatch has it gotten better since i played
2: uh yeah a little bit overwatch is just something i play for fun because at this point Overwatch is just, they are constantly buffing or nerfing just what whatever they feel like, and they don't listen to anything that anyone wants. So, I mean, if you stop playing Overwatch because you were
0: annoyed with it, you're just most likely still going to be annoyed with it. That, that's fair. Uh, they, they're they not planning on adding any new, new heroes yet, either. They're waiting for Overwatch 2 for that, right? They're waiting for Overwatch 2, and it's going
2: to be the exact same heroes, at, just with like a couple new ones. But it's going to be this like same, basically the same
0: game for no reason. All right. Yeah i I feel like I feel like the the Destiny approach kind of. I think it's good for what they're doing. I think not pushing out a Destiny three has really helped them. Mm-hmm. I think their their production really would have. Been stunted by that.
1: Yeah, growing on what they already created instead of starting afresh was one of their main problems back in Destiny One, and I feel that them taking the step right now to just expand the game instead of wiping the slate is much much better. Like they are wiping away a couple things, but overall it's going to be an improvement.
0: Yeah, they're they're sunsetting a lot of content too, and what sunsetting means for anybody who's not listening is they're just removing a lot of the older content that's really not played anymore to free up space for new content. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Mm, I think it's beneficial. Some things I wish would stay in the game. Uh, Some things are beneficial, some guns, uh, to how the game plays. But for the majority, I kind of like how they're going in the direction. Uh, It's making it's kind of a refresh without wiping the complete slate you have a new cycle of guns you have a new cycle of armor i mean it's gonna change but it's also gonna keep the familiarity which is kind of needed and S A. all
0: right before we move on how are you feeling about the raid the upcoming raid are you gonna do a lot of prep for that i know i think i am i have my team set up already
1: yeah, so uh, I've been going to a couple teams, seeing what they're gonna be doing, and uh, yeah, I'm gonna be prepping for that. I usually did before, but this time I'm gonna take it up a notch a little bit and make sure I prep pre- the weeks come, and then. Uh, are you yeah.
0: planning on bounty prepping as well?
1: Yes, I will be bounty prepping. Bounty prepping is basically, uh, bounties are activities you can do, and then you get XP when you complete them. And so I'll be saving those, and then once the raid comes out, be popping all of them.
0: Alright. Then yeah, I think we can move on to our next game that we're going to talk about. Call of Duty Cold War. Uh, I'm really curious to see how they're going to change it up from the the past Call of Duties. I know I've kind of I've kind of phased out from playing most of the Call of Duty games because a lot of them just feel too similar to the past ones. At least for me,
2: I haven't played uh, Call of Duty since like <clears throat> Black
0: Ops Three. Yeah, I think I played. I played Black Ops 4 was my last one, although I played that more for the Zombies mode. I know Uh, know you picked it up recently, though, Kevin.
1: Yeah, so I got to play the alpha and the beta, and I can say it's actually going in a good direction. I I really like what Modern Warfare did, the previous one, and this is kind of more of a clean version, and it's also grabbing parts from previous games. Previous games I did very well, like you got Black Ops 2, Black Ops 3, they're taking parts from there, and they're kind of meshing it together. And I like how I'm kind of stale on the old, but, I mean, they picked a good time. The Cold War, there's a lot of new things that were coming out in that time, so it's pretty fun.
0: What do you mean by clean, though? Like when you say it's a more clean version of Modern Warfare?
1: Uh, a lot of things are more refined. So, you got the guns, uh, how everything is set up with creating the guns, uh, the classes. Everything is um, more organized, I want to say. Uh, it's more laid out to where it's easier to understand how they set up everything.
0: Yeah, I feel that. Um, is there anything you're looking forward to other than the multiplayer around it?
1: Uh, no. Zombies, of course. Zombies are always fun for couch gaming, but, uh, no, it's mostly just multiplayer. I used to play a lot of, uh, GBs, which is game battles. It used to be, like, M.O.G. type of thing, and so I used to do that, and, uh, it's gonna be pretty prominent in Cold War, so I'm looking forward to that. Might play with my brother, who's also been in that.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm curious to see how they'll mix up their, uh, their competitive play. Have they they released anything on that? Because I know they've had league play in the past.
1: Yeah, so they're going to be coming out with uh, competitive play, and they're moving away from consoles. That's a big thing. Uh, Before, it's been always on PS4, usually, or Xbox. And they're swapping over to PC. So they're still keeping controllers and, like, mouse and keyboards, but it's going to be all shifted over to PC. That's where their next big stage is going to be. And so we got a couple information on that, but that's about it.
0: Do you think any of the big teams are going to start picking it up? Obviously, FaZe is still in the game, but do you think anybody like maybe uh, Fnatic, uh, T1?
1: I think there's, uh, since it's swapping over to PC, I think a couple people are going to actually swap over. Usually, previously, uh, most of the PC teams that played CSGO and Apex Legends and, you know, League of Legends, there's a bunch of different plethoras. And uh, they're kind of just locked to PC, so now it's swapping over. It's gonna like open it up the floodgates to where other teams can start competing, and so yeah. that's gonna be exciting. I
0: might, I might start taking a look at it. I don't know. I, again, I'm still, I'm still sort of a a back end Call of Duty player. I'm more looking for is the zombies good? Am I gonna be able to have fun with my friends playing it? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and I mean, from what I've seen, they're taking the old books for the old Call of Duty zombies. I mean, they're like, it's not going to be jetpacks around everywhere. It's going to be nice, old-fashioned. You just got the zombies, boots on the ground, pickup weapons, and you got the hordes following you. So that's going to be really fun.
0: Yeah, I think I'll definitely be looking forward for that. Um, Although, I think we should shift gears to something that might not be very different from its predecessors, the new Assassin's Creed game, Assassin's Creed Valhalla.
2: Oh, boy. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I, you know, I know there's a lot of people excited for this because there's always there's the Assassin's Creed, like, mob that will buy everything that comes out, but it's going to be the exact same thing as the Odyssey. I'm pretty sure there's another game in there, but I'm forgetting it it's yeah, going to be like, just that with vikings.
0: Yeah, I really I really wish they would they would do something different. I feel like the the formula just hasn't changed and it really does not help them no. in any way.
1: Over the it's, times, it's been pretty sorry for getting off. Over the times it's been pretty uh they've been in the same boat. They haven't changed and as everyone can see, it's the games nowadays are not what they used to be. It used to just be first person shooters, that's it, you know, and then now it's kinda changing. You got a plethora of different games. You got Phasmophobias recently, that's a completely different scary game. You got Among Us. I mean, the genres are so different and Assassin's Creed is just they're in their same boat. They wanna be a yeah. stealth game that works on the past and they haven't really thought about the future at all. And I feel like they need to mix it up for the
0: crowd. Well I feel like I feel like they have in some of the older games. They have the the flashback scenes. They did, like yeah. Back to reality and pe- um, people however, love
1: that. Like,
0: you know? yeah, I think I think some of it was very hit or miss. I think some sections were kind of boring because you don't have any of your like traditional Assassin's Creed stuff going on.
2: Yeah. I think Black Flag was the biggest switch up that they did early on, and that's my favorite Assassin's Creed game. That's probably the only one that I would genu like genuinely recommend to everyone.
0: Yeah, no, I definitely feel that. Although I think I feel like the biggest thing with Black Flag though is just pirate ships, and I think I think Valhalla is the same way, where you're building up a settlement. I believe from the gameplay I've seen. You're going and raiding villages and just building up this central settlement encampment that you're focused around the whole game. Mm-hmm. Which I don't I, I we've seen that with Red Dead Redemption, like Red Dead Redemption 2, where you build up the camp and it really doesn't amount to anything until exactly. the end of the game. And it's even then, it's very that at the end linear. Of the game, uh, yeah. It's it like it's
1: gonna yeah. be built, so there's not there's not really it's going to happen, you know? It needs to happen, it's going to happen, so it's very linear in the story, you know? So hopefully they change it up.
0: Yeah. If there was something like maybe the the WoW system, like how uh, Warcraft had it set up when they did garrisons, yeah, where you can send out followers, uh, build up different things in your garrison all revolving around, like, your gameplay, not a set story where we need to we got to build this building so we can go do this mission build this building so we can do another mission i like i definitely like the more just like open build what you want exactly
1: i just keep on thinking uh it's going to be hard for these games especially assassins creed in the month of november like this month has a lot of different things happening yeah. a lot of different we are games really stacked. And it's very, it's going to be interesting to see how many people pick up Assassin's Creed for the ninth time over a couple other games. It's like...
0: Are they really on number nine now?
1: They're pretty high up there. They're they're getting, yeah, they're getting close to double digits, if not.
0: I just, I, I just wonder when it's it for that type of
1: game. I don't know. It's, it's almost like Call of Duty, but Call of Duty, it's like, it's the same thing every single year but they do variations. It's just I don't think people want to play old-time games anymore. Like, it's very old. It's Viking Age, you know?
0: Yeah, however, that's... I don't know. I think that's the the line. I think some of those games can be really good. Like, you play something like Skyrim, albeit Skyrim is like fantasy, but it still is more like pulled-back, very old-time-feeling game. And even even when they go into the future, like the um, when Advanced Warfare did that, everybody just hated that. That's when that's when I think Call of Duty really started to drop off.
1: Yeah, it's when they went futuristic. Th- there's a difference between modern versus futuristic, and most people previously have not been too optimistic over super futuristic uh, advancements. It just relates to these weird interactions, and it's like not super enjoyable. Advanced Warfare for Call of Duty was pretty bottom of the, you know, totem pole.
0: Yeah, I feel that. Although, going into going into another game that has the same kind of feel as Skyrim, or at least that old-timey kind of fantasy-type setting, how are we feeling about Demon Souls?
1: I've seen well, a couple trailers.
0: Yeah. It uh, looks
1: really
2: good. The reveal trailer was... A, I mean, the reveal trailer was awesome. Um, okay. I think... I'm not going to get be getting a beginning of PS5, so I won't be playing this. But well, I think it's, it's slated to release on PC as well. Yeah, if it does, if it re- if it releases on PC, then I'll probably pick it up. But uh, I fair. mean, Dark Souls is probably my favorite game of all time. Uh, the only one I haven't played is Sekiro. I haven't played that one yet. But I, I love these games. I haven't played the original Demon Souls actually, so I'm, I'm excited to actually play it this time. It's gonna be remastered.
0: So this this is just the remastered game. It's not this building is the just on it. Yeah. Okay. Demon's Souls was the original. Yeah, it is the
1: remaster. I know they did take some liberties and change. They added a couple things to mimic uh, Dark Souls a little bit more mm-hmm. with the newer systems. I know with online. Apparently there was going to be something rumored with a multiplayer type thing. I know Dark Souls two and three had a something with ghosts and that. So yeah, I haven't seen too much. I wonder if
0: they but... system because, like, I've been I've been playing through Dark Souls three uh, with one of my friends. Although I, it's very it's very counterintuitive because you need you need an item to even be able to play with somebody else. So mm-hmm. I wonder if they might change that. Because I think you only have a limited amount of that per like run through the game.
2: They probably won't switch that up because the fan base would uh, rip their, rip themselves to shreds because they want it to be the same thing because that's like the staple of the series.
0: Yeah, I can understand that. I feel like maybe having maybe having a, a system in which you can buy them, but it is very expensive. I can see that might be intuitive to the whole play with your friends in Dark Souls. Mm-hmm. Rather than sort of limiting it and saying, okay, just play through the game again if you want to play with people and get more of these embers.
1: One thing Although I that's... think that they could be doing, well, Assassin's Creed-wise, is I think they should take a book, you know, a page out of the Demon Souls book, Dark Souls, because they're over here wanting to just make a remastered and a lot of people are having some good reaction to it. They were very excited to hear that yeah, Demon Souls exactly. was getting remastered and I'm surprised Assassin's Creed really hasn't done anything like that recently. They haven't just you know went all the way back to their roots in the you know the first game that they made where it was in Middle East back in like uh 600 BC you know or AC. So, it'd be cool if Assassin's Creed did that, but...
0: Yeah, I'd be interested in that. I think, think the latest bat game I've played was Brotherhood, and even then, Brotherhood was sort of unplayable, at least for me. All the, all the systems were just so, like, staggeringly out of date, from what I've come to expect when playing, Yeah. that I really just did not get through it. Then, if we're done talking about those, we can move on to our very last game that we want to discuss. being the marvel spider-man did you guys play the uh the newer one on the ps4 i did not
1: i have had a couple friends play it but i have not played it myself i've seen a bit about it though
0: yeah i'm pretty sure that the the new game obviously it's centered around miles morales which anybody who doesn't know that that's the uh newer spider-man in the comics the one that takes over after peter Parker. It's all centered around him and his story, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's centered around him. And previous for the previous Marvel Spider-Man, uh, people really like the story. Apparently the story is really like it's mm-hmm. deep, it goes there's a lot of different ways you can go about it. Uh it's very entertaining. It's it's something new, you know? Not many people there's not a lot of superhero games, so this is a little bit refreshing.
0: Yeah, I'm just curious if it's gonna fall into the same boat as, the, like Assassin's Creed type games, where they're releasing one every two years. Where, from what I've seen, it looks like it's just a more polished version of what we had with the previous game. Yeah, um, obviously, the story. story's gonna be different. Yeah. yeah,
1: but it does it does have very similar things to the game. Yeah.
0: I'm just I'm curious to see if it's gonna be a lot like that or not. I thought it was a DLC at first, honestly.
2: I I could see
1: that, yeah. Like, obviously they're making it its own standalone game, but it it does seem like a a sequel-type thing, and it could almost be added as a DLC.
0: Yeah, I almost feel like they could have just expanded upon it, and they might have even gotten more sales on it. I do
1: know that they wanted to swap over to the new engine for the next-gen games.
0: That's fair, that was, but even yeah. then, it doesn't look it doesn't look like insanely better.
1: No, it's I, it's because it, of the art style. The art style is pretty mundane. It looks good. Don't get me wrong, but it's you know, it is very similar to what it was before on past gen games. Yeah, I mean,
0: I I think it's very it, it's very like important to look at what people are talking about, and people aren't really talking about a increase in like art style or, like, better gameplay. I think the most I've seen is people talking about one of the costumes and how it's just the uh, the Spider-Man Miles Morales suit from the Into the Spider-Verse, and they animated it like in the movie. But is that, is that really going to be their, their big selling point for a lot of people is there's this costume that you can wear in the game.
1: It almost seems like they're just going off the movie. Just... Being like, yeah, the our main selling point is this is similar to the movie. And then, you know. Seems like what it would be.
2: There will be people that
1: eat that up.
0: Yeah. Of course. That, that's true. And I feel like that's what they're gonna be using. I'm just I, I just hope that they don't fall into that same rut. I hope that they might be able to do uh like another superhero. I know they did the the Marvel's Avengers game pretty recently. I know that that was kind of not super well-received for the story and gameplay. Yeah. Yeah. I just wish they would have, like, dragged over the the team that worked on Marvel Spider-Man and just put it on there instead. Mm. I feel like that could have been a so much better game.
1: It's kind of strange that Marvel, being as big as it is, like, it has an insane amount of, like, characters, and they're just kind of stuck on Avengers... Spider-Man. I mean, there's so many characters they could do, and it's kind of just yeah, revolving the really same them, group.
0: Though. I think it's really hard for them though with uh, the Fox deal. Yeah. Because uh, that locks away a lot of the a lot of the X-Men they can use, a lot of the villains they can use. Uh, I'm waiting for them to to possibly get a little bit more a little bit more risky with that and start taking more liberties.
1: Because I mean. Spider-Man game, don't get me wrong, Miles Morales, that sounds very fun. But it would be kind of cool to get, you know, the previous game was on Peter Parker, so it'd be cool if this next one, which they aren't going to do, but if it was swapped towards the villain side. We haven't oh, had yeah. a good villain game in a very long time it feels
0: like. You know. That'd be that'd be pretty good or even a almost anti-hero type game. Yeah. Um maybe something like It'd be really interesting to see, like, an Old Man Logan game. Yeah, that'd be cool.
1: All the games seem, I don't know, not bubbly, but I want to see, like, a a different take, a different view on these, you know, superhero games. Because currently it's, you know, good versus evil, good prevail, you know, that type of thing. But I want to see, like, a swap, you know, where it's more gritty. Not horror-like, but, you know... Just more anti-hero, like you said.
0: Yeah, I totally get that. Then, is there anything else you guys think that we have to say about these games coming up?
1: Uh, no, that seems that seems pretty good. Seems like about
0: it. Yeah. What is what is each of yours' top prediction for these five that we talked about? What do you think is going to be probably the, the best of these five?
1: Um pers- Demon's Souls or COD? Yeah, D- Demon Souls is going to be, for the solo community, is going to be very well received, yeah. I feel, and Call of Duty is obviously, you know, kind of the pro-MLG game, so it's going to uh, tune to that type of thing, and then it's also for casuals too, so that's going to be a plethora, but personally, cool, cool, cool. since I'm a Destiny fan, I'm going to go with Beyond Light, just because it's kind of a content drought, how the game is, so that's going to be my number one thing I'm looking forward to.
0: Yeah, I'm looking forward to uh be online as well. I wish I had the PC to play it on. I really do. I just don't at the moment. Um, but I I think that and Demon Souls are probably my my number ones out of this least this list at least. I'm sure Cyberpunk would be up there if Cyberpunk was gonna come out in November. Yeah, um, we'll get into that. Oh yes we will. <laughs> Alright, then I think that concludes our section of the gaming drop for this week. Let's move on to our next section, the Media Drop. So, jumping into the Media Drop for this week, and for anybody who does not know what the Media Drop is, the Media Drop is our section to talk about any nerdy media this week. That includes new movies, new episodes of TV shows, new trailers, upcoming leaks, all of that good stuff. But, for this week, we're going to be talking about The new Mandalorian episode. So, how are you guys feeling about that episode? It's very... It's solid. It's not
2: fantastic, it's just solid. Um,
1: It was... It picked up pretty
2: good, mm, I felt. I think season one started out on a stronger note than this. But, I mean, I'm just going to see how the rest of it goes. I think that the music... Is still absolutely fantastic. Uh, Everyone did a pretty good job. The worst part was the visual effects and the green screen. Just the visual effects on the speeders, not because like the actual dragon in the episode looked great. That thing looked great, but the they have a real problem because a lot of these episodes are set in the desert, and they just can't get like speeder scenes right because the green screen it looks atrocious
1: yeah it felt like the animations were i felt it felt like their budget was very noticeable <laughs> at yeah. least for this episode it was a good strong had a like good strong base compared to season 1 so it was a good like jump over for mm-hmm. story wise it was <laughs> yeah, you know a good prelude but you know those animations though when you have like them on the speeders and then you have the backdrop, yeah. it is very noticeable. Yeah. Season one did a very good job at blending everything, and then this kind they kind of dropped the ball, for at least animation wise.
0: Yeah, I really liked their cold open though. I thought it was a lot better than the first one. Oh yeah. That's just my yeah. opinion.
1: They did a very good start for it being a second season. Usually when people make a second season, it's not as good as the first. I felt this was pretty this was pretty on par with season one. For story wise. Yeah.
0: I know I know some people though have been complaining about like they didn't do much in this episode. They wish they would have done more to really set up the story for this season. Yeah. But I think I think it's just a a safe bet going into season two, amidst all of the controversy that they've had with the actor wanted to leave because his helmet is he wants to just take it off even though that's the whole brand of the show mm-hmm.
1: yeah. yeah they did do pretty good towards the end of the episode with the cliffhanger that was yeah i know a
0: lot of i know a lot of people wanted to see more like not more baby yoda but more of him like doing something he doesn't really do anything in this episode he's just there to look cute
1: Yeah,
2: what he is for a lot of the show, except for the, um, there's a few episodes that actually have him do things, but for most of the time he's just kind of there, just for the audience. I I think
0: in a majority, in a majority of the season one episodes, they had at least him doing one thing that actually was like of importance, not just, oh hey, there's baby Yoda, let's all laugh.
1: It's, I'll be surprised to see how they kind of manage it cuz you have the story of the Mandalorian and then you have this side character which is baby Yoda and the fans love baby Yoda. They love, you know, they want to see where it goes, but at the same time he's not the main character, you mm. know. And so it's like how did they balance out having the screen time for him and then also have him do stuff and then also the main
0: character himself? Yeah. Were you guys upset at all about them going back to Tatooine?
2: I mean, it's it's fine. It's like something familiar. It seems like they go back there a lot. On just this show, I think was this is, this, is this the second or third time they've been there.
0: I thought this was the first time they'd been there. No,
2: this is, um, and it's episode five of season one. They went there. I know that much because we it's the same woman that he oh
0: that's true yeah yeah how did you feel about her dialogue in the episode uh uh i know that that was probably uh one of the worst pieces of dialogue that i think i i I think i've observed from even the whole the whole series
2: yeah i i agree in the the episode that she's originally in she was she was good she was just there to kind of um, give him a little attitude, and she was. I think she was in for probably about like know, eight minutes less than that. And then this time that they want her to just act. She acted completely different this time around than she did in the the first time she appeared. It was really weird. <laughs> it was kind of off putting for me.
0: Yeah, what were you guys' thoughts on the sheriff too? I liked him. I
2: thought I thought it was good.
0: I thought it was good. I kind of. I was a little bit torn uh, on like my how I felt about him when they first met. Mm. I feel like I feel like they're like opening dialogue like between the two of them when they first meet. It's kind of cold. I think it's kind of flat. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of, although that's more so because of um, the Mandalorian himself. I kind of wish that. Uh, he himself gave more emotion in some of his lines. Yeah.
2: That's kind of how he delivers his lines. That's how he's been delivering his lines. He's very cold and calculated.
0: That's true. I feel like I feel like seeing the armor, though, and it being such an important part of their culture, I think it should have been a little bit more of an emotional response mm. than a, give me the armor right now.
2: Yeah. I did like that the sheriff had... um Boba Fett's armor just there, and it wasn't actually him. It was just some guy that found it. I thought that was very interesting.
0: Yeah, I I know people didn't like either that the fact, the the uh, crate dragon, which is the the big dragon, in the episode, it just moves through the town right, but the town is just the right size for it to just go through the street perfectly, and not take out any buildings or anything. I think they definitely could have at least caused some damage there. A little bit of destruction.
2: Yeah. Probably didn't want it probably didn't want to spend the money on destroying a
0: building. I just think so. It, I think it just it makes it less realistic. Yeah.
1: Yeah, how it's very uniform.
0: Yeah. You guys knew who the uh the man was at the end of the episode too, right? Or no? Yes. Uh, yeah,
1: I did. I'm okay. very glad they used the same actor from the movies. Mm-hmm. That was pretty cool that they used the same actor.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that was a big thing for a lot of people.
2: Cause I liked, uh, I liked seeing him, but I don't think, um, I think just for the end of this episode, they could have just shown like man in robe and then have people guess about who it is. And then they could reveal because we're probably gonna see him in the second episode, so they could have had a more dramatic review for the second one, as opposed to him just looking at the camera and it's like, "Hey guys, it's me."
0: Yeah, that's fair. I would, I would almost hope that they they don't show him in the second episode though, and it's more a third, fourth episode kind of thing.
1: Yeah, that would be a nice setup. Kind of a, because I feel like the second episode should be more. It should support the first one, I think, without that character being introduced. I think it should be more of a, uh, like, a build-up for the season. Because mm. the first episode didn't do too much, in my opinion, for,
0: like, a yeah, super I really,
1: solid foundation of what the story is going to be.
0: I really think that episode three and four is when a lot of things are going to start to pick up and start moving.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It kind of pe- yeah. keeps people intrigued, too, that like something is going to happen, and you know you just got to wait. And then I mean, at the end of the last season too, and this season one with the sword, like, you know what's going to happen with all that? It's going to be pretty nice. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm really, I'm really curious how we got the uh, the dark saber. Mm-hmm. Because the last person that had it was Maul. Yeah. Sure, we'll see that at some point. I would hope so.
1: I hope they save it for closer to the end. I really want to get like Boba Fett with you know his type of arc to be kind of main almost over that. But
0: yeah, I think if they do anything with the dark saber, anything revolving around that, it's gonna probably be when Ahsoka comes in. Yeah. yeah whenever she's introduced
1: which I feel like might be a season three type thing. The pacing of season one, it seems like how season two started, that won't be introduced for a while. Mm -hmm.
2: Well, season one, it's the way it's structured. is like the first two, actually no, the first three, it's like following the same story. And then there's just, in the middle, it's just a bunch of one-offs. And then at the end, it just kind of picks it back up. I don't know if they're going to do the same thing. They might.
1: And it seems like their theme is, like, cliffhanger. Yeah. Seems like they're going on the cliffhanger type thing. It was the end of season one was cliffhanger. End of episode one for season two was a cliffhanger. (laughs) And so it's like, I wonder if they're going to keep on trying to, that's going to be the main theme, or if they're going to switch it up a little bit.
0: Yeah, I hope they don't overdo it with the cliffhangers. Yeah. Sometimes that's a little bit overbearing. I'm curious, though. So what do you guys think is going to happen in the next episode?
1: I feel like, like they'll expand upon the first one. It's going to be similar to yeah. where they'll delve deep into the characters. Maybe oh, it'd be cool if they did like a flashback type thing. Mm-hmm. Kind of expand on the characters themselves.
0: Yeah. Could be a flashback. My, I think what I'm thinking... I think it might be flashback, like you said, but with Boba Fett, and we go into, like, what happened there. Or it's going to be uh, Mando going to another planet and, like, searching for more information. Hopefully diving more into, like, learning about this Mandalorian that's gone mm-hmm. where what he's been up to. So, so we're still, like, catching up with what Boba Fett's been up to.
2: We, you you could definitely dedicate an entire episode to him, and then have uh, the Mandalorian and Boba Fett just meet.
1: I'm curious, yeah, I'm curious as to if they're gonna be what a al- you know alignment they're gonna be in, because mm-hmm. they both you know are Mandalorians, so I'm I'm curious if they'll be friendly to each other, you know, and that'd be that'd be really interesting. Yeah. Seeing Boba Fett in a more kind of friendly type of uh, engagement, where he's actually on someone's side, because we've only seen although, him in mostly villain.
0: Yeah, although Boba Bubba didn't grow up on Mandalore or anything. No, he so didn't. I'd be, yeah, I would be curious to like what what his view on Ma- on the Mandalorians are. I'm sure Jango Fett told him told him like things, information, tried to teach him. But I don't know if he would really take that all in and know the significance of, like, the armor that they wear. Considering
1: he didn't have his armor, I don't. Or at least his helmet. I don't feel like... I feel like it doesn't hold significance towards how Mando deals with his, you know... I I feel like there's not a lot of significance there.
0: Even then, like, when he's a little kid in episode 2... Like, he's not. He's not, he just looks like a little a little kid. He doesn't look like anything special. Like, mm. oh, that's a Mandalorian. Exactly. It's just a child. It's just a child. Yeah, it'
2: like definitely be the most interesting part of this season. They actually do something with him rather than him just being in the background, which I don't yeah. think they're gonna do. But.
0: Hopefully they don't just use him for fan service, though, either.
2: Exactly, that's what I was scared of. When I saw the armor, I, that's what I was scared of. But if they actually kind of expand on who he is and explain how he got there or what he's doing now, then I, it, that's definitely going to be the most interesting part.
0: I'll be curious to see what this next episode holds. But I think that is it for our Media Drop this week. Our thoughts on the latest Mandalorian episode. We'll see what happens next week with The Mandalorian. Maybe we'll talk about it again. Alright, this is our section that we're calling The Fail Drop. The Fail Drop is where we are going to discuss the worst piece of news to come out of this past week. Although it is very opinionated towards us, it's what we believe to be something really disappointing in the realm of nerd culture coming out this week. Uh, Such as a Movie slash show delay, some type of leak suggesting suggesting that a show's production is going down the, down the drain, new developments that might spell doom for a game, or even piece of media. So, let's jump into it. This week, we're talking about two pieces, actually. We're talking about Ubisoft's Watch Dogs 3, uh, some of the thoughts around there, and then we're also touching on the cyberpunk delay yet again. So I think talking about Watchdogs first, Mark. How are you feeling about that? I know you—you you were waiting for it all of October. Mm-hmm. So the
2: first two Watchdogs, I'm one of the very few people that actually likes those games, and I can understand why because um, they're just kind of generic Ubisoft games. But I found them fun. But I think one of the main reasons why is I bought both of those games on like deep, deep sales. So I just I en- i enjoyed what I got for like $15, 20 bucks. Um, this time around, I was actually, I was pretty hyped, I mean, when it, it was originally supposed to come out in March, and I was excited for it then, and then it got pushed back to October, so I was like, oh, okay, so they're taking their time to work on this, it's going to be a much more refined game, and then, so I was excited, I I pre-ordered it, and then uh, there was a little thing with Epic Games, because I got it on there, because I don't like Ubisoft Store, and I've had bad experiences with it. But I bought it on Epic Games, and uh, it was supposed to drop midnight for everyone, it, and then it did drop for almost everyone, except for everyone that bought it on Epic Games. So everyone that bought it there, they had to wait like until eleven o'clock, which was kind of weird. But when I when I started playing it, I had a lot of fun with it for like the first four to five hours. And then after that, at about that point, I think you kind of realize that that's about it, because the game is just this—you do the same thing over and over again, and there's no real, there's nothing that breaks up any section of the game. It's just you're doing the exact same thing over and over again until it's finally over. Um, I, so I think else? even
0: even touching on even touching on that. Yeah. Um, like we said, like we said with the Assassin's Creed, Watchdogs is essentially the modern day Assassin's Creed. Yeah, even I then,
2: Assassin's Creed with hacking.
0: Yeah, it seems like it seems like even then, it still just falls into the same pitfalls. To where everything is just so repetitive. Nothing is expanding upon. Even gaming as a whole, not even just the Ubisoft formula, it just seems like the most bare bones mechanics in video games.
2: For what it. For what it does, I think it's very passable because, I mean, the game doesn't look amazing. It looks good, but it's nothing groundbreaking. Um, I think all the faces look pretty good except for some. Uh, The voice acting is god-awful. I don't know if you guys have heard any of the voice acting from the game, (laughs) but it's absolutely awful.
0: I think I've heard the very first cutscene.
2: That's not that bad because that was actual... Um, that was actual actors for a lot of because they have so many characters for this game because their whole gimmick was that you can take any random NPC that you see walking on the street and then that that person is going to go on your team. So that that was kind of a cool concept. I thought it was going to be kind of like um, Shadow Shadow of Mordor. I don't know if either of you played that, but
0: I, I love yeah
2: I love those games. I love those kind of games where it seems like you're crafting the story as you go along and uh i think that doing something like that could be cool but this is not it that you need to take something like this and refine it a lot more because this this didn't do it
0: yeah don't be don't be archetypes of characters like there's not that many either like a lot there, of people are like classified right yeah
2: there's there's not that many but their interactions are it's actually it's it's nothing like amazing it's not super in depth but their interactions with you are pretty cool in that game but all the interactions that you have with any npc in this game is going to be very samey and there's no actual system in place in the game that is going to work off of the previous knowledge that you have like so for example um, there's Every single NPC in this game has like some kind of relative or friend. And so if you'd like help out that relative or friend, they may be they may be more inclined to join you. But there was there was a time where I saved like this brother and sister, right? And I saved both of them and then I got both of them on the team, but then the brother and sister still interacted with each other like they have no idea who they had no idea who each other were. So that's kinda of disappointing. There's no actual depth to anything. Everyone just has the same stale cardboard cutout dialogue with each other, no matter who.
0: Yeah. So is it that is it that same sort of like cookie cutter style when you're looking for anybody new to add to your team? Just always the same thing, go help them in this it's, way. I think yeah, it's
2: so what what it is is you find a random person, like you like the way they look, or you think it'd be funny if you got them, and so you start a recruitment mission. And they either like DeadSec or they dislike DeadSec. DeadSec is the um, it's the hacker rebellion organization. And uh, if they don't like you, then you you have to wait or you have to work like something outside, like saving their relative or doing something like that in order to get them but if they already like you then you just start the mission and then you talk to them they tell you to do a thing you go do the thing they're like oh okay thanks I'll join you now and then that's it it's the same thing every single time
0: so very very Ubisoft type game very Ubisoft I just I really don't see a future for Ubisoft they really just have not been breaking the mold at all in Mm -hmm. any like new way yeah. Well, I, I think... mean,
1: they have the Assassin's Creed you know, trilogy and it is pretty you know, copy and paste and th- it's the same thing with like Watchdogs. Yeah. I mean how exactly. many other game is Watch Dogs like that one game that's just gonna be remade over and over again? Is it gonna be a Watch Dogs four? You know? It's like how it's many on how is this enough? goes.
2: I like the reception to it has been very mid and i i don't know how it did in sales but i i think it just did kind of baseline for them so it's probably not gonna be a fourth.
1: would you but say that it's better than the previous watch dogs is
2: in no way better than 2 2 is the best watch dogs game um it's i'd say it's better it's probably better than 1 but it's it's not better than 2
1: and especially in this yeah. month like how's that gonna stack up against other games yeah probably? exactly
0: yeah really setting the bar low on this one mm-hmm. yeah I think I think the only hit that Ubisoft has had even recently and even then at launch it wasn't a hit uh but Rainbow six has really like turned into something yeah that is like I think they should focus more on that as opposed to like Assassin's Creed and watchdogs and anything else that's just their cookie cutter formula that they're just gonna keep reproducing open world game. Yeah, Rainbow Six
1: it's a really good game, but it is also it's kinda like it's very you know, it's a very refined FPS shooter that's strategic. So it's not grabbing a lot of attention from a lot of different players. Mm -hmm. You know? Like a lot of players don't super want the realistic because it, it does resemble realism you know first person shooter strategic you gotta wait you know attacking, and defending not many it's not for the plethora of people that are out there and so it's hard to base their whole company around one game and try to push towards that when they got other trilogies it's just they're not really putting a lot of effort into those other trilogies
0: yeah, I think for their, for their most reliable player base though, I think Rando 6 is the way to go for them.
1: Yeah, they they have a really good player retention, the people that do play. And yeah. they're getting a lot of new players with their events that they have. So, And they have a lot of pro stuff with that, so that's also really helpful. Mm. Gives a lot of uh, social media attention when you have different pro, you know, pro players that can play it.
0: Yeah, going back, Going back to Watch Dogs, though, uh, would you say maybe just wait till it's on sale for, like, 15 10 bucks
2: Yeah, I mean, you could have some fun with it then. Um, I, I think any, like, open-world game is always fun to mess around in, but, like, this one, it's kind of less so, because one of the things I was pretty disappointed in with it is you can't go into any buildings except for, like... Uh, your safe house. That's the only building that you can go into. Everything else is just closed off. So I I can definitely see that being a turnoff for a lot of people. I think like I think ten. I think ten would be if you're in if you were interested in it at all, then probably go for like ten bucks. So like a couple years from now.
0: Well something uh, uh something I think that's probably gonna set the bar a whole lot higher maybe like even thousands of percent higher than a, a ubisoft game would be cyberpunk right oh yeah uh, however our other piece of failed news would be the uh the pushback again for the release date it's now slated for early december is that right
2: yeah december 10th i believe
1: the the late slots that they have it it's good and it's bad and I, I'm I'm curious as to what it's gonna be because they keep on delaying the game which is good because it means they're polishing the game but at the same time it's like is it just gonna keep on getting pushed back because the traction starts to you know kind of go off yeah when you just push exactly. the game back and back and back and it brings a question: Are they just going to polish the game to where it's actually negatively affecting
0: it? You know. Yeah, I think I think the the hype has definitely gone downhill from what it was. Cause was it wasn't it slated for May originally?
1: Yeah, it was slated for a couple months ago. It was slated for April, and that was the earliest I remember. I, like which what which number delay is this? Are we on like four? I mean, uh, we're four? in November. And it does help it a bit because November is a very popular month, Mm -hmm. So, but at the same time they're delaying it for December and by the time December comes, are people going to be so invested in the games that have already come out and they're just still playing and will they want to give up their time for a game that just came out or will it pose, do people now have time for just that game exclusively?
2: I heard a lot of people like saying that they were gonna wait till that one came out because that was gonna be the only game that they bought. And that was the case for a lot of people, so there's still gonna be those people that are just gonna hold out for it. But um I think they just should have released in November. I think they should have just gone for it.
1: Because when you delay the game, you can either delay the game for the major polish, which is, you know, the game itself, or do you release the game and then have an update after, you know, it's like... Yeah,
0: I think think unless there was any, like, game-breaking bugs, they should just push it out by now. They've had so long to develop this game, and I know know they want to get it right, they want to get it right, but they're never going to get it 100% perfect. There's always going to be at least one thing that's off.
1: I feel like the game, though just from where it's at it's going to be a $60 release it's been delayed four times or so and it just I don't know I f- i feel like what they're doing right now which is adding and polishing, what's going to be for after the game actually gets released like are they gonna release DLC content you know and what will that look like is that also going to be delayed until they get it perfect? You know, and how's the kind of pacing going to be for
0: Cyberpunk? Yeah, I really don't know what it looks like for DLC in the future of it. I feel like they wouldn't. I feel like it's going to be a a one and done kind of release where they're just going to bank on a whole lot of sales.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I could definitely see them doing DLC. Um, I mean, they did it for Witcher Three. So they might have, like, I don't know, an expansion.
1: Well, look how long this game has been out. Like, you know, in the making. So I wonder if how long, if they did, like, that would be. And then is Cyberpunk just Cyberpunk and there's nothing more? Is there, like, going to be a sequel at some point? You know, Mm -hmm. and it's considering how they're doing with their delays. It's, like, not looking too bright for that.
2: They're putting, like, an insurmountable expectation on themselves with all these delays, because everyone's going to expect this game to be perfect by the time it comes out.
0: It's not. Yeah. It's it's definitely upsetting, and I really, I just really hope that they'll be able to get it right. But that is just something we're going to have to wait and see. Yeah. Although, with that being said, I think that'll end this section... Of our fail drop. Being, again, Watch Dogs 3 Legion. Probably wait till it's on sale. Significantly lower than it is. Not really worth the time right now. Maybe in a few years, but that's up to you to decide. And Cyberpunk, still going to be a great game. But, again, just the delays. Hopefully everything actually turns out fine with it. Okay, everyone, we've come to the last section of our episode today. That being this week's big drop. The biggest piece of information that we thought came out of this last week. um, Just anything in the realm of what we're talking about. This week, however, we're going to talk about the new console releases. Obviously, the PS5, Xbox Series X... They're just going to be the new generation of consoles. But what I'm looking forward to is how they're going to shake up the way we play games. So, is there any thoughts you guys might have on the upcoming consoles?
2: Don't forget about the Xbox Series S, which is just
0: the
1: uh, affordable one. And they also made the digital of the PS5. Yeah, Um,
0: those are their, their two competing ones, right? But yeah. Both the ports.
1: Yeah, those are the non-disc. I mean, I feel like I feel like it's almost better. You're saving money, and not many people use discs nowadays. Yeah. So it's just a safe space.
0: Yeah, I definitely think digital is becoming the norm for almost everybody, Like it's definitely the the future of where you don't have just that stack of games on your on your desk on your, like, TV stand, wherever you're playing.
1: And there's no malfunctions with the discs themselves. Because they're, true. they don't, you know, you don't use them. It's just all download. You can delete the games. They save on your accounts. Like, you know, it's just easier. And before, it used to be you can get the best sales in stores, but now it's like everything's moved over. Now, going in store is just almost more expensive for most things. It just, it just kind of yeah. depends. The amount of deals and sales they have for online digital is just kind of insane.
0: Yeah. How are you guys feeling about the uh, the overall aesthetic of the consoles, such as the gargantuan PS5?
1: I feel that the PS5, though it is pretty funny looking uh, compared to the PS4 and PS3 and two, is uh, I think it looks. Okay, I think it looks good. It is very big, and I'm confused as to why it's so much bigger than the Xbox. Even though it's a different design, it is a huge console. I mean, the consoles are supposed to be not portable, but portable. You know, they're supposed to be easy to move, decently, and it's like, we're getting to the part where this is the size of a PC. This is enormous. You know, can you put it under... Or next to you, your TV and your living
0: room type of thing,
1: because this is getting pretty big.
0: Yeah, I'm almost curious to see, because um, there's the there's the little pad that they have too. If you even want to put it on its side, so that might help save space if you want to put it on its side. But even then, it's really big. Although again, I think I think the design is better than the Xbox. The Xbox. For as much it's as it's been range, it does just look like a fridge, yeah.
1: I'm curious as to currently with the PS4 is as everyone knows, when it gets older, it makes a lot of noise with the fans, and mm. some sound like a Harrier jet, and then some are quiet. I don't know why. But I'm curious as to longevity of how the two designs are gonna work. Because the Xbox seem pretty vertically stacked. On top of each other. Because it is like a box. Versus the PlayStation. Being like a normal setup. As before where it's all laid out flat. Next to each other. You know. Obviously vertical but. I wonder how that's going to work later on.
0: Yeah. If I'm going to be honest too. um, You know I'm I'm a big PlayStation player. I've been playing PlayStation for. Like a handful of years now. I definitely think though that I might be switching if i do buy one of the new consoles i feel like the the new xbox has more features
2: if i am to buy one of the new consoles i just i definitely be going with like the xbox series x not x uh s just because like also the like how you were talking about how both of them are pretty big the series s is like tiny i think it's half of what the x is and it's $200 cheaper.
0: That's fair. And even if there is storage problems, you're just plugging in external nowadays. Yep. It just fixes the problem. And There's also... Go on, Kevin.
1: I feel like how it is currently, and it's been like this in the past, uh, most people they go with where their friends are going and the exclusives that you get.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And PlayStations, they look pretty good, but like... I don't know if it's enough to keep everyone there. You have games like Demon Souls, and you have a couple other games, but those are also going to swap to other, you know other gens uh, over time. They usually do all always. So yeah. it's going to be curious. I feel like a lot of people are going to make the swap before for PS3 versus Xbox 360. It was Xbox. PS4 versus Xbox One. I feel like everyone want PS4. I feel like it's going to be a swap again. Yeah. To Xbox. I could see that.
0: I think there's so many features, too, that the Xbox is offering now. Um, Like they said, they're supporting Windows 10. They're allegedly supporting Steam as well. I think that's going to be a big step up in the amount of people that are looking to play on the new Xbox. Solely because of those Steam games.
1: I mean, and not to mention, they have one of the best things, which is the Xbox Game Pass. I mean, Gears of War recently... $60 sixty dollar game, you spend five dollars a month and you could play it you know, you could play Gears of War, you could play like forty other games, and it's for both PC and it's for Xbox, since they're both mm-hmm. Windows. And it's like yeah. it's crazy to think what Playstation offers versus that. Where you just get free games, you know, if you spend a certain amount of month. And it's like
0: yeah. even though I know there I know Playstation's trying to respond to that with their own version of Game Pass. I just don't think it's going to be good enough because they're offering all these older PlayStation exclusive games, God of War, Last of Us. They're great games, but again, they're a couple of years old. Xbox is always updating Game Pass with these new games.
2: Yep, and they throw out big releases there sometimes, just for free. Well, not for free, but it, uh, Game Pass, You, if you just want on the console, is 10 bucks, and then if you want to do the where it's PC plus your Xbox, and that's $15. Uh, But then there's also, they do sales all the time, where it's just $1.
1: Yeah, and if you use Discord, uh, if you use Nitro, which is Discord's thing, which is $10 a month, you get Xbox Game Pass for three months for free. So it's like, you know, even Discord is working with them, which everyone on PC uses Discord, so it's just that extra bonus. Mm -hmm. I feel like everyone's going to sway towards Xbox this upcoming time.
0: Yeah, especially with the recent even feature changes for the PS4 with party chat. I thought their party chat system was completely fine. I thought it was one of the best ones out of the two. Now I think they've really shot themselves in the foot. The fact that you can get banned for just being in a party chat and saying something that is deemed out of line... Mm -hmm. And Obvious, it's also, Some of that is justified. Um, but, again, what what can you and what can't you get banned for?
1: And at the same time, being listened on isn't the most, you know... It isn't the nicest thing. <laughs> you know, just at any point, yeah. your party is being recorded. It's like... The knowledge that you're
2: constantly being listened to.
1: Yeah, knowing that at any point it's like someone's just listening in on your conversation.
0: Yeah, I think I think that's going to be a big thing for people wanting to play with their friends. Another big
2: another big thing with for me with consoles is backwards compatibility and PlayStation has always been inferior when it comes to that. Uh I think they were I think they were doing better this time around. Can't you play like every single PS4 game on the PS5?
0: I'm pretty sure you can, but still, yeah. you're locked out of those PS3 games. Yeah. So even from that perspective, Xbox still has like a total like another generation's worth of games that you can play.
1: And yep. even though most people aren't going to be doing backward capability, it's nice to know that for just nostalgia reasons, you can go back. Yeah, you, know? you can go back
2: far on the Xbox. There's um, there's a couple of original Xbox games that you can play on the Xbox One, which is insane.
0: Yeah, I think it. I think it's a good. It's a good shout too, uh, knowing that because then you can get rid of your old Xbox consoles and feel completely fine with just having the newest version.
1: Or, yeah, you could just trade them in. You know.
0: Yeah, and then it even cuts that price even down further.
1: Because isn't the Xbox uh, S, isn't that already cheaper than the PlayStation? I believe it is, yeah. And considering you can do the trade-in, which most people are going to do, it's like the price is going to be so down.
0: Mm -hmm. Although I think the biggest thing with both consoles right now is shortages. There's just not enough consoles for the demand currently.
1: That's, yeah. I mean, even for PC stuff, you know, COVID hitting everything, it's like, they just can't produce enough for this, you know, the demand for anything. And so consoles, especially, are just being super hit.
0: I've heard it's like, it's so low that even at GameStops or Best Buy, they're only getting eight Xbox consoles sent to the store.
1: I heard some complaints... And some people's things have been canceled and it's like, that is, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how they're going to meet the demand. Yeah. It is good though, that games are swapping over to digital for Mm -hmm. this exact reason. Yep. Because you no longer have to go out and buy the disc version of anything. I remember going to GameStop for, like, PS4. If there was a game that just came out, mind you, it was rare, but nowadays, with COVID and there being sore productions on everything, I mean, some things might actually be sold out in stores. And so the only way to get it is to buy it online for these consoles. And for yeah. the previous console, for, play, you know, PlayStation, it makes a difference for controllers because the controller... For PlayStation, they never came out with an elite version like Xbox did. And most people like that are MLG or Pro Circuit type things, they need those paddles. And Xbox supplied it and PlayStation didn't until so they came out with their attachment. And uh, I'm curious as to if PlayStation is going to step it up a little bit for the PS5 and make a Pro Elite version that has paddles and extra things besides their base controller. 'Cause I feel like Xbox is going to again. And that's just another reason to buy Xbox.
0: Yeah, even without that, um, without the premise that you're a pro gamer or like someone that totally needs these paddles, I know a lot of people that just have the controller and they just like it a lot better than the original controller. They yeah, just, it is. I think nicer... it feels way nicer.
1: It comes with grips, I mean it comes with better software when you're working with it. It's it's just a better controller, you know? And so I feel that PlayStation is going to drop the ball again and just not going to deliver something that people want.
0: Yeah, I definitely think that both the consoles are promising. However, like we've got over here, I think the Xbox is just going to be superior. Yeah. every single way.
1: The console, I mean, console exclusive-wise, It is based down, you go with exclusives and friends. And, I mean, Xbox being able to share with PC for some of the games, it just opens it up. Like, that is insanely huge. Especially nowadays, when consoles and PCs are kind of merging almost. They're doing a lot of cross-platform stuff. That it's like, people will start wanting to do... Like Fortnite did with cross-platform. I mean, imagine some other games. And only Xbox able to, you know, is able to do it because they're Windows. You know, Microsoft. I mean, I feel yeah. like a year or two later down the line, that might run into problems. The PlayStation might be kind of behind on some of these things.
0: I think they'll definitely have to cut a big deal with them to be able to access it as much as the Xbox has. But I guess we'll just have to wait and see on that. Although I think that does conclude our section on the big drop this week. Overall, again, Xbox seems to be the reigning champion right now. We'll have to see after release anything that might change in that regard. But, again, both consoles looking pretty promising in the next generation is definitely something that we're all looking forward to. In review for our drops this week, We had our gaming drop, all centered around these big November releases that we're all looking forward to, and our thoughts regarding those. Our media drop, the new Mandalorian episode, our thoughts on that, some predictions for next week's episode. And our fail drop, that being around Watch Dogs 3, Cyberpunk delay, all about that, all of our thoughts, some of our disappointments there. And then ending it off, again, like we just did, the big drop, talking about the new consoles. And our thoughts on those? Xbox most likely winning that fabled console war. All right, and I think that concludes our inaugural episode of The Weekly Drop. Thank you for tuning in and listening all the way through. really means a lot to all of us. And before we end, I wanted to ask both of you guys, what do you think is going to be next week's news for us to talk about?
1: Um, I think next week's news is... Uh it's going to be a little rehash of what the gaming drops have been some things are going to be coming out pretty soon here uh so i think we'll hash up when we get to play that a little bit for some things um and then maybe there'll be new news on some of the games you know maybe cyberpunk might get delayed again who knows (laughs) but uh yeah i mean and then we'll have a new episode of mandalorian and
0: yeah any ideas from you mark
2: similar thing, new Mandalorian episode, of, there will be a couple of games that come out. Um, when does Valhalla come out?
0: Valhalla is around the same time. I want to say around the 15th.
2: Hmm. Okay, it's the 10th. It's the 10th. Uh, okay. Maybe That might be in the fail drop. Maybe. In Ubisoft, Possibly. back-to-back.
0: Could be. That seems to be a a, uh, recurring trend with ubisoft yep as for me i think again we're going to talk about these new games that are coming out our hands-on our hands-on interaction with them hands-on perspective um perhaps we might get a a curveball with some type of new new media drop i think we'll just have to wait and see on the next episode of the weekly drop make sure you tune in next week and thank you again for listening